All right. Come on, Billy. Dig deep, Billy. Wow. You know, it's, um, when you look at that clip, uh, I don't know if you're reminded of just special moments where moms just sort of bring out the best in us. You know, God has definitely blessed us with many great people in our lives. But there's one particular human being that if you and I would not be here if not for our mothers. We wouldn't be here physically if not for our mothers. You know, our mothers have a very special way to impact us, to inspire us, and bring out the very best. And I know we all have our stories about those special dig-down-deep Billy moments. You know, just what, what uh, Kathy shared earlier, that mom kind of had an idea uh, of what can become a vision. I'm grateful for our, our mothers. I love my mom. My mom, she believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself. You ever felt like that? They have a, a, a cer- certain knack for that. Uh, my mom has made me feel special. I am proud to say that I am a mama's boy. <laughs> Secure in Jesus, I am a mama's boy. And uh, I just remember the many times my mom, many stories that my mom always brought out the very best in me because she believed in me. When I went away from college, it wasn't far as just to San Francisco, University of San Francisco, my mother did whatever she can to come visit me. I'm not kidding for the first semester every other week. She'd drive or fly to San Francisco and she'd always bring these steaks and she said, I just miss you, I wanna make sure you're gonna be okay. I said, mom, I'm gonna be okay. Um, I'll never forget when I graduated from high school, guess what my mom did? She cried. I think she was the only mom that cried during the commencement. And then when I graduated from college, guess what my mom did again? She cried more. And I said, Mom, why did you cry, Mom? I said, I just can't believe you're graduating. (laughs) You know, moms have a very special way to bring out the very best. And I want to share with you scripture today, as we go into God's word, an interaction that Jesus had with a, a mother. And this mother inspired Jesus. This mother impacted all the other disciples that were surrounding Jesus. Because moms just have a special way of bringing out the very best. Moms have a very special way of helping us to believe in what we can do, even though we don't believe it at times. And I hope from this scripture here that you would leave here understanding how important it is to have great faith. And turn with me to Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. What a great baptism we saw today. Special baptism, Sarah baptizing her mother, wow. You know, I hope you're, you're visiting you for the first time. It's great to have you. Welcome again to the Valley Church. By the way, it's great to see the Simi Valley Church with us as well. And if we go to Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, we'll see Jesus' encounter here with a mother that inspired him. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Here's a mother that was desperate, and she approaches Jesus. Now, Jesus was in an area where there are not many Jews. He was in a very Gentile-populated area. And here's a woman, and she just said, I don't care what people think. You know, I have a situation, and I want to get 
the best help I can get. And she knew it can only come from Jesus. And she's Gentile. So her statement here is very profound. Because what she says is she screams out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Basically what she's saying is that I understand the strife that our, our ancient history rivalry has had with the Canaanites and the people of Israel, people of God. But you know what? I'm just claiming right now that, Lord, son of David, I agree. Have mercy on me. And she screams out, my daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. It's amazing. At this moment, she already proclaims that you are the Messiah. You are the one. Where Jesus in his own area, among his fellow Jews, did not want to admit he was the Messiah, but all of a sudden you have a woman, a Gentile woman, screaming, saying, Son of David, Messiah, help me! In the top of her voice. Look what Jesus did. Jesus did not answer a word. Hmm. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. At this point, the conversation could have gone either way. This mother was very persistent. She came to Jesus, and what did Jesus say? Nothing. And then the disciples said, man, you know, you keep crying. Leave Jesus alone. We just came on this part of town to get away from what's going on, and now you're bothering. Can, can you please leave him alone? And you think that would discourage her from getting the help, the change that she needs to help her daughter. And then she goes and she, she kneels before Jesus and says, Lord, help me. And look what Jesus says. He replied, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their masters. This mother would not give up. She would not give up until she gets the help that she needs. Until she gets an answer. And look what Jesus says. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. What was going on with Jesus? You look at the scripture, man, was Jesus having a bad day? So I can relate to Jesus here is that he, he wanted to be left alone. He, he was, he was, he was uh, uh, struggling here, or, or Jesus was just being challenged by this woman. Was Jesus being surprised? Was Jesus just sort of having a, a, a moment saying, I, I'm only here to do this one thing on earth. Please leave me alone. You know what about Jesus? He knows everything. Even in the Bible, in Matthew 6 says that even before we ask God, God knows what we're going to ask. So Jesus knew what this lady was coming for him. Maybe he was trying to set an example for the other guys. 
maybe he was trying to help her see that I do have a plan for the Gentiles. And many historians have different slants on it. But the one thing that's very clear here is that Jesus commended her for not just having a little faith, but what? But what? Great faith. Everybody has faith in something. Some here have a lot of faith in the Dodgers. Some here have a lot of faith in the Lakers. And we'll stop right there. The question is whether or not that our faith, the question is whether or not that our faith is in the right place. The question is, is it anchored in the right place? The question is, do we have the right amount of faith in our life? Jesus calls people to have faith in God. And sometimes it's great. What you saw in Yahya right now, that was great faith. What you saw, Sarah, I mean, Sarah was the weeping woman. I mean, I mean, before, after, she just kept crying. Those words, if you could, if you could hear the words of those tears, the tears of those words, it will say, this has been coming a long time. But those tears are saying, I've had great faith that God was going to work. That's a great faith moment. And see, many of us here today, in fact, all of us here today have some sort of faith. We do. We have faith that the sun's going to stay up till later on today. We have faith that the moon's going to come up and the sun's going to come up tomorrow. How do you know that? You don't know, but you do. Right? We have faith, but the question here is, do we have great faith? And that's what Jesus was so amazed by this woman is that she had great faith. And I believe this, that Jesus knew what was going on Jesus wasn't trying to be stuck up to this woman. I believe Jesus is trying to help her realize or come to a deeper conviction in her own faith. I believe Jesus is trying to give an example to all the other bros that this is this kind of moment that you're going to have to draw on one day because one day in your life, I'm not going to be with you all the time, but what's important is your faith. Not just faith, but great faith. So I say this to you. is because it's important for us to understand the difference between the two. Little faith or great faith. This is important because we want to be faithful, not faithless. So can I share with you, explore the difference in little faith and great faith as we look at this Canaanite mother. Can I share that with you? Little faith is stifled by fear, but great faith is amplified by boldness. Little faith holds us back from taking a spiritual risk. And what we see here, this Kenite mother could have allowed many factors to stop her from getting the help from seeing her daughter change in many different ways. The social barrier that she had to break through. She's a Gentile. Gentile Jews have a lot of rival history. But you know what she said? No, 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 no. I'm not going to allow that fear to hold me back. Jesus was silent. Can you imagine that? Going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, please help my daughter. 
Awkward moment. But that didn't stop him. How about this? The comment on even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls on the table. See, back in that society, you know, it was very common for Gentiles to be called dogs in a very derogatory way. But when you look at the Greek translation, kun is, describes a stray dog, an unclean dog. But you know, Jesus wasn't using that description here. You know what he was talking about? He was using the Greek translation on kunerio. And you know what kunerio means? This is what kunerio means. It means little dog. Like here, look at the picture. That's what Jesus was pointing out. Well, there's something different about her faith. Wow. In the world society, say, oh, he's a dog, she's unclean. No, 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 guys, she's, she's like, a, like a little puppy. You know, little puppies, they have a way of just warming your heart. You know, my wife is interesting, and I love my wife. My wife's favorite show, you know my, favorite, my wife's favorite show is Dog Whisper, Caesar Milan. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Caesar thing, connected or whatnot. <laughs> but you know what? My, my wife is afraid of dogs. I said, honey, I don't understand. How can you like Caesar Milan, Dog Whisper, but be so afraid of dogs? But you know, when it comes to puppies, it's a different thing. See, when you look at puppies, there's an innocence. When you look at a puppy, there's a big eye. Sort of like, whatever comes before me. You know, when you look like a puppy, you can yell at a puppy, but the puppy will still make sure, will melt you. Because there's just a purity about them. And see, how did this woman have such great faith? It's because she had that innocence, the purity. She didn't worry about what others thought. And that's where Jesus noted it. You know, little faith is stifled by fear. You know, I know we have an incredible, you saw the next generation, they are fantastic. You look at that, I thought we were supposed to have 60 kids. The kids multiplied in one week. <laughs> fantastic. And you look at them, and you look at our, our, our campus ministry here, our team ministry. You, you look at the singles here, wow, what a great generation. I, I can retire. No, I can't retire. Um, <laughs> But you know, at that age, there can be a lot of fears. As we look forward and we see other married couples say, ooh. As we see the kids, ooh, Monday I'm going to have to get up and get my coffee mug and go to the front. <laughs> and we look and say, what's my job going to be like in two years? Or what's life going to be like after I graduate? Or I'm going into high school now. Wow, this is... The beginning of my world. This is it. And we can get so consumed by the fears of the future, the uncertainty, that it can actually shrink our faith versus being excited and, and, and stepping forward in faith, in boldness, and saying that whatever is going to come in the future, I've got God on my side. I love God. It's going to be good. Little faith is stifled but fear, but great faith is amplified. A spiritual boombox by boldness. 
And that's what's so important about this woman's faith. It was bold. The next generation, don't worry too much. Will you make mistakes? Yes. But make a bold mistake at least. That kind of faith of understanding that whatever job God's going to open up for you, it's going to be amazing because it's from God. Whatever marriage or whatever family future, it's going to be amazing because God, God has a great plan. And what it's important for you to go through this life stage, not with little faith, stifled by fear, but with boldness. Amen. What's the difference between little faith and great faith? Look at another part. Little faith makes decision based on what is possible by humans, while great faith makes decision based on what is possible for God. You know, it's interesting. When you see about the, a lot of people calling out for God or calling for miracles, you know what's interesting? I, I notice in the scriptures, it's tied into parenting. I have an issue with my child. Jesus, help me. The father of the demon-possessed boy, Jesus, help me. The mother right here, Jesus, help me. You know, there's something about parenting that makes you go, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Are you with me, parents? Yes. Can you say, Jesus, help me? Jesus. You know, I know, I, I'm there. I've got three young ones I'm trying to figure out. And uh, honestly, it, it just helps me. You know, some people say, Cesar, what, what's your five-year, ten-year plan? You know, when my kids were younger, boy, I had my five, ten-year plan. I said, this is it. Duk, 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 duk. But as my kids get older, you know what? I'm just grateful I made it today. <laughs> my kids are doing great. I, I, it's, it's a good day. I don't know what the next 24 hours is going to be, but you know what? I'm going to embrace this right now and thank God. And I say this to you because I believe in that life stage of parenting, we can get so caught up on what you and I can do. We can get so caught up and look at the children and say, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe that sin funny child. Oh, they lied. Hello. Three letters, DNA. What does Snow White say? Mirror, mirror on the wall. Not Snow White, it's the Wicked Witch. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's, it's humbling. I mean, you see the sinful nature of our kids, it just humbles you. You know, you shouldn't be shooting. And then I said, wait, I did that too. I did worse. And I say this to you because I believe even as parents, we can shrink back in our faith, be controlled by fear, when we only rely what human beings can do, what can be done by, by human beings, what can be done by our own efforts, what can be done on their own efforts. What's so important for us is to have great faith is to rely on what God can do. And that's what's so amazing about the woman. The woman said, Jesus. She wanted one thing, heal my demon-possessed daughter. She went to the right source. She went to Jesus. She knew that it could only be through divine intervention, something out of this world to change my situation. Little faith focuses on what human beings can do. Great faith focuses on what God can do. You know what you saw back there? That's God. You look around, look, look to the left, to the right, in front of you. Don't, don't get freaked out. Just take a quick peek. <laughs> quick peek. You know what? That's God. 
That's God. And we've got to remember what God can do, not what we can do. We're very limited. And I think that was something else that was amazed by Jesus is that this Gentile woman knew that Jesus can do anything. Can I share with you another part of little faith, the difference? Little faith focuses on complaining while great faith is fueled by gratitude. Little faith focuses on complaining while great faith is fueled by gratitude. And what do I mean by that? When Jesus told the lady, hey, even the crumbs fall off the table, you know what her attitude was? She didn't care. She said, I'm happy for a crumb. I'm happy for a crumb of a miracle. I'm happy for a crumb of your time, Jesus. I'm, cr- I'm happy for just a little crumb of this fellowship. I'm happy for a little crumb of truth, of hope. Just give me a little from you. I'm happy with that. If she had little faith, she'd probably say, well, Jesus, give me a loaf. Why the crumbs? Oh, what's wrong with these crumbs? They, they fell off the table. Oh, come on. I'm fighting with the dust. Why, Jesus? Why did you give me this? And so many times we get so focused at what we have and in our hearts not be grateful for all that God has given us and expect that we want more. You know, this is so important, especially for the next generation. Look, youth, teens, there's a reason why God bless you with the mother you have. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it's interesting, your relationship with your mom changes as you mature. You know, when you're a little kid, the goal, obey. Obey your parents. That's the goal. You know, when they get a little older, you know what the goal is? Respect. Respect your parents. And I think so many times with the next generation, we can lose a lot of respect. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've lived in different parts of the world, and you, you're, you're really called to respect the elders in other societies. Um, we have great elders in our society. All the elders? Okay, I know you don't want to scream out right now. <laughs> but you know, great respect. You look at them and say, man, they got a lot of wisdom. Wow. You know, a devotion, I'll say, hey, tell us, let's ask you a question. What was it like being married for 40 years? You know, a lot of wisdom. But, you know, it's interesting in our society in America that elders aren't that res- respected. You know, the, 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 the mindset is that, well, they're getting older, so, you know, we got to learn to f- figure out how to phase them out of their, the workforce. I say, Wow. You know, you see the elders and, and, and you, you wonder how they feel. They don't get a lot of support because a lot of their peers are no longer alive. And I say this to you because if we want to have great faith, we've got to appreciate everything and everyone we have in our lives. And that means respecting. Respecting. Okay, I have problems with my mom. Yes, and I know she probably has problems with you too. (laughs) And guess what? In the future, you're going to have problems with a lot of people because we're all sinners. But see, if we're held hostage by those fears that nothing can change in my family, nothing can change in my relationship with my parents, 
then you know what? You won't have the great faith. Great faith needs to be fueled by gratitude. You know, when you, it's amazing. When you start counting your blessing, your faith increases. God, thank you for Canoga Park High School. Thank you for the aircon. Thank you for Tom interpreting, because I could never do that. Go down the list. And you know, when you start being grateful, your faith starts to increase. Now, I, I know that maybe you, you've had difficulties and maybe you had a hard time with your mother growing up. Maybe it wasn't the best relationship. I'm sorry to hear that happen. But if it wasn't for that mom, you wouldn't be alive today. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know, I, I got my mom. It wasn't my choice. That's who God put in my life. Amen. I have two nieces. They're, they're adopted. And I love them so much. They are so extreme. I mean, if my hair changes color, it's because of my nieces. <laughs> I love them so much. And, you know, they, they definitely had to work their relationship with our family. Because when you go anywhere, if you say, well, is that your niece? You, you look a little different. She's blonde, blue eye. How about you? I said, well, really, I'm blonde, blue eye. I just have a tan right now. <laughs> and I love her. It's called Mac Mac. I call her Mac Mac. Katie, my lady, is my other niece. She's African-American, Native American. And I love them so much. And I know they have a lot of questions. But there's one thing I try to remind them is that God chose you to be in this family. All of us, everyone else, didn't have a, a we didn't have a, a, a choice. God just sort of put me in his family, but for some reason, God chose you to be in his family. And I hope you feel chosen, because you are special. See, what we see here is that Jesus was commending his mother because of her great faith. She was happy for the crumbs of the time. She was happy for the miracles. She was, felt undeserving. What do I get from this as I think about the scriptures, as I think about Mother's Day, is this. God cares deeply about your faith. God cares deeply about your faith. Our faith is so important. And I believe that's what Jesus was trying to do. He was trying to give a lesson of great faith, not just little faith, to this woman and to the disciples and for us today. Because he cares about our faith. He wants us to trust him in what he can do and what he's doing. Not just a little, but a lot of faith. Jesus was testing the Canaanite woman's faith as he tests our faith today. And you know what happened? When she came with great faith, she was rewarded. Her daughter was healed. You know, that's what great faith does. It heals. It heals relationships. It heals the past. And you know what it do? It changes lives around us as well. You know, it was great faith that healed the daughter. It was great faith that saved the soul. You know, I leave you with this one takeaway today is this. Please, if you're visiting here, come back. 
connect with the person that invited you. But, but I share this with you. Do you want to have little, ask you, do you want to have little faith or great faith? Little faith or great faith? Then I leave you with this. Surround yourself with faithful people. Spiritual people. People that are not saying material world is my number one goal in life. But they're full of faith. And you know when it's full of faith is because it's contagious. It overflows. There's sometimes my faith will be little and I know where to get filled up for faith. Go see Ron Quinn. Ron, I need help in this. I got, I got Jerry Sugarman. I got all the bros here. I got my wife. You know what? My faith will go up and down. But you know what I do? I surround myself with faithful people. That's what Jesus said. When you look in the scriptures here, he had the, great, the woman with great faith. He had the disciples. Surround yourself with grateful and faithful people. I hope that the story today, as we read the scriptures, yes, moms, thank you. I hope today helps you understand, wow, the scripture convicts me and inspires me to increase my faith in God, to trust him in all that he's doing in my life. And when we are trusting God and having great faith, he'll heal you, but also heal the other people around you. I hope that today helps you also understand the importance of not having little faith, but having great faith. Thank you. God bless you.